Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Several years ago, I received a postcard in the mail from the college I attended my first two years in Oklahoma, inviting me to attend a homecoming. And there was a part of me that wanted to go. I wanted my wife to see where I played baseball, to walk on that field again. I wanted to go to the gas station where we used to make late night runs to buy burritos. But then there's a part of me that didn't want to return because of the, some, of, some of the things I did while I was there. Some of my most shameful moments as a human. And if I dwell on those things long enough, I begin to hear the whisper that says, you can't be a man of God. Don't you remember what happened in this place? Don't you remember how you treated this person? How can you stand before people and speak to them about God? Do you have places like that? Thoughts like that? But then I remember the grace of God. The grace of God that says the old cliff is dead, was nailed to the cross with Christ, and all of his sins, past, present, and future, were forgiven at the cross and resurrection of Jesus. That my justification is complete and secure. That payment has been made for those sins, and I don't have to walk in the shame and guilt of those sins anymore. That's grace. And today I want us to see and to know the power of God's grace in the life of Paul. Acts chapter 9 is the account of Paul's great conversion story on the way to Damascus. He was traveling there to arrest and to deliver Christians over to the high priest in Jerusalem. And on the way, he was converted through an encounter with Jesus Christ and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was all by grace. Notice how Luke describes Paul in chapter 8 and then also in chapter 9. Acts chapter 8 verse 3 says that Paul was a man ravaging the church, entering house to house, dragging off men and women. And then in chapter 9 it says that Paul was breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. That he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And then listen to how Paul describes himself as he recounts his conversion several different times. In Acts chapter 22, verse 4, he says, I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women. And then in Acts chapter 26, verses 10 and 11, I locked them up. When they were put to death, I put my vote against them. I punished them in the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme. And in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. Galatians chapter 1 verse 13 says, I persecuted the church of God violently. This was a man full of hatred. Luke wants us to consider Paul more animal than man, foaming at the mouth for the chance to eliminate Christians, no matter if it was a man or a woman. He was disgusted at the sight of Jesus' followers. He wanted them eliminated from the earth and did more than his fair share to accomplish that goal. What is it then that turns a man's hatred of Jesus and Jesus' followers into the greatest spokesperson for Jesus? It can only be the grace of God. Grace is powerful enough to overcome the fiercest hate. Paul was overpowered by God's grace. Can I tell you that no one is too sinful, too prideful, too hateful to outmatch the grace of God? I love the lyrics to the song that says, Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. And where grace is found is where you are, 
And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. That's what we see in the life of Paul. I wonder if Paul had moments where he thought, I can't do this. Remember the man I once was? Paul even calls himself the chief of sinners. But Paul knew the reality of grace in his life. And he knew that the grace of God in Jesus Christ not only pardoned him from God's wrath, but it also empowered him for God's work. And we're praying that you come to know that joyful reality as well. When you pray today, please remember my good friends, John Michael, Angela, Jonathan, Aaron, and Elijah Poulin. Also, remember to pray for the Portuguese broadcast in the target area of Brazil. Thank you.